Hi everyone and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ended October 28th, 2022. I'm Bei Chen Lin and today I'm joined by our North American Chief Investment Strategist, Paul Eidelman. Paul, how are you doing today? Yeah, very good. How are you, Bei Chen? I'm doing pretty good as well. So Paul, I know that you and I both like traveling, so I thought we could take a little bit of a trip. Where do you want to go first? Well, maybe we could start with China. I know our team's been talking a lot about the volatility that's been happening in Chinese equity markets this week on the back of the National Congress meeting. So maybe you could start there in terms of some of the key highlights that you're seeing. Sure. Yeah, Paul. So you're definitely right. China recently wrapped up its National Party Congress. They announced the new members of the Standing Committee for the Politburo. So there are seven members on that Standing Committee. Four new ones joined the committee, and one of them is Li Qiang, who people have been speculating about whether he would ultimately replace Li Keqiang as Premier of China. Mm -hmm. Now, in China, we don't formally get the announcement of who the new Premier is going to be until 2023, but it is highly likely that it's going to be Li Qiang. And as our colleague Shea Shatria wrote about last week, if it does turn out that Li Qiang becomes Premier, it might mean that we're not going to see as much stimulus come out of China as if we had another Premier in place. Oh, okay. Interesting. Thanks. Now, why don't we move on to Canada, where there's also been some interesting news. In addition to the temperature being probably a little bit chillier than people might expect, we also saw the Bank of Canada come in with a smaller rate hike than expected. So could you give our audience some insight into that? Well, yeah, I think a, a couple of interesting central bank meetings this week where maybe the main message is they're thinking about slowing down now after aggressively playing catch up to the inflation problem for the better part of 2022. So for the Bank of Canada, uh, they surprised markets by only hiking rates by 50 basis points. Historically, a big move, but in terms of their trajectory, they hiked by 100 in July, 75 in September, and, and now 50 in October. So definitely stepping down uh, the pace a little bit. And it seems like really the risk that they're thinking about uh, incrementally now is potentially over-tightening. And when you look at uh, the Canadian economy, it does appear to be slowing down. Their home prices are down now about 10% from their peak, which is pretty notable. And their labor market's quite a bit weaker than the United States, where for three out of, out of the last four jobs reports, they've actually had job losses. So I think that's really um, the, the slowdown is concerning them uh, in terms of not wanting to over-tighten. The European Central Bank was similar this week. They did hike by more, by 75 basis points. So that was in line with consensus. But all of the narrative around that decision was notably softer and more friendly uh, to financial markets, where Christine Lagarde was saying they've made substantial progress around how much tightening they've already delivered, and it does increasingly look like the ECB is getting more concerned about their economic outlook, which makes some sense given the energy crisis in Europe right now. So investors have had to kind of digest that information. We're seeing less rate hikes being priced further out into the future, and bond yields have, have fallen this week as a result of that. Right. Definitely a lot to keep an eye on. And coming back to the United States now, I want to talk a little bit about earnings and what's happening with the some of the mega cap tech companies. So we saw today was on Thursday, October 27th, we had the Dow Jones Industrial Average and higher, but the NASDAQ ended lower. So I was hoping you could shed some insight into why that might have been the case. Well, sure. The earnings results are varying a lot on a company by company basis right now, which is good for active managers. Within the Dow, we had strong earnings results from companies like McDonald's and, and Caterpillar. But for the sort of high-flying mega-cap technology companies this week, uh, the results have been notably weaker. And some of those businesses are trading down double digits around their earnings news this week. 
missing in terms of revenue and earnings, some of them missing in terms of guidance, looking out into Q4 and beyond. I think one of the common themes, even though it's hard to generalize uh, all of these numbers, uh, is that those companies exposed to advertising spending are seeing some weakness in their business results. And that kind of makes some sense. Advertising spending tends to be one of the more cyclical and discretionary spending items for businesses. And against a, a macroeconomic picture, that looks like it's slowing down globally. It's not too surprising to see some weakness there. Right, for sure. And we've also been seeing some softness in leading economic indicators like PMI. So it does make sense that some of the more cyclical companies are having a more difficult time during this period. Yep. Well, Paul, I know you're pretty busy, so I won't take up too much of your time, but thank you so much for stopping by. And to our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.